This is the Father's Wisdom Podcast. This episode is on helping your kids find their passion. Welcome to Father's Wisdom, the podcast. I'm Jeff Gould. I'm Jim Riefenberger. This is a deep and difficult subject, uh, Jim. Uh, How do you help your kid find their passion? I'll let you start. (laughs) Well, some of the things we've done that you might have heard about is our workshops that we do. And and the first chapter of Life Workshop is about helping kids discover their purpose and passion on their way to college or just the beginning of life. And so because we have these groups and these kids, we learn from them. And there's a passion filter part of that day that they take part in. And when they answer these questions, you get inside the kid's head. And sometimes they have a hard time answering certain questions. Mm-hmm. And, and adults do too. But therein lies like what we learn from the question. So like one of the questions is, if time and money were no object, what would you do? Mm-hmm. So to an adult, that's different because they have experiences. So a kid typically who's blank might... You might write or travel down and I'll say, okay, fair. Why travel? Well, because it's fun. Okay. So everything in life is either they go to school because they have to. And then whenever they're not being told what to do, they try to have fun. Right. And so to them, a life of passion would be doing nothing but fun things all day, every day. Yes. And what we're talking about is fun and passion. They, They can go together, but you're kind of missing it because... Another question is, name a time in your life where you experienced something hard you went through, but it brought you joy. Mm-hmm. And usually what happens there is they say something like, uh, I played on a winning soccer team, or I accomplished this. There was an outcome of success. So there's suffering going on, mm-hmm. and through that suffering, they experienced success. So God showed them part of their their dot-to-dot connection of, hey, this made you feel good. The three words I heard you say, you said fun, you said suffering, and you said joy. I know that we think fun is the capper, but it's not. You want to have a life of joy, not a life of fun. But you do not get a life of joy without suffering. And maybe that's something that they don't understand at a young age. That's part of... uh, you know, a parent's job is to help them understand that suffering is not a bad thing. It's a hard thing, but it's not a bad thing. But let's even flip suffering. What makes it all worth the while is when you go through something hard and then you feel satisfied. Satisfaction and joy go together. And now you have an experience that says, oh, so if I went to work and felt satisfied wow, I can go home and have lots of fun, but boy, I just, I did meaningful, satisfied work. If I planted 40 trees and it was hard work and I looked and Mm -hmm. said, wow, look at those trees, that feels good. I feel this is why so many young people want to be um, uh, sports trainers. Because maybe the first experience they have with hard work and satisfaction has to involve a team and maybe they look around at the landscape and a parent says, we'll never be a professional athlete. And they talk about the odds and they say, well, but I can be a trainer or I can be a therapist of some kind. So talk to me about that. Are they making 
a big decision too early or is that an okay decision to start start them on their process so that's that's part of that workshop discovery is they you start to lean into their talent code and you're going oh okay this is this is a little bit of who they are and then all of a sudden this spiritual gift thing comes in and you realize um like me and my son were talking about this the other day he's like one of my experiences i'm good with computers and i said well have you looked at those types of things and he's like yeah but i don't want to stare at a screen all day i want to be connected to people and so as I'm listening to him say that, I look at his spiritual gifts and he wants to encourage and care for things. Well, you don't feel fulfilled if you sit in front of a screen that doesn't involve any human contact or encouraging or caring. So you can see right now that we've now dialed in a little differently. Mm-hmm. We're starting to see how this tree has branches on it and, and how to guide that. I think it's important in that saying that we're discovering your passion, but you don't have to lock it down, and that's a smart play. For example, how many people were told when they were like 14, you're smart, you should be a doctor, and then they never go through the process that your son talked about, where they say, you know, I don't really like people that much. They just get the degree, they get the education, they get the job, and the medical field is full of people who are unhappy in the profession, because when they were younger, they never went to that deeper step of saying, yeah, but is that really what my passion is? Yeah, and if I look at my life, you know, exercise changed my life as a teenager, so God revealed the first dot to me. And then I did work with people, and I still do, but now when I coach people, what I realize that connection is, as I work with an individual, there's always this part of them that needs to work on their mental physical and spiritual well-being and then I tie that back in and express that might be missing and this is how you do it because see how if your mind is full of cobwebs and full of stress and worry but if I even get you to go to for a walk or listen to music or listen to the birds and calm your mind and calm your spirit you then tie in physical exercise with a component of clarity but people are always missing those components. So God connected the dots for me. I feel what happened is that you went down a road of, you know, working at a fitness center and that ultimately carried you on your journey, but your journey had a curve in the road and you were open to that curve. So I was a disc jockey. I liked being a disc jockey. I didn't totally like being a disc jockey. One of the things was much of what we talked about didn't really seem that meaningful to me or that important and I liked teaching concepts that were important to me but it did teach me some good skills and then from that I learned how to engage with people I was in sales for a while and then I was a, a manager of people for a while and all of those things helped me learn things that I was very interested in learning and now super interested in teaching those things to other people. So I was at a conve- talking to a group of college kids, and two or three of them, what was their question? How do I find my passion? And I felt kind of bad for that because I feel like that's a lot of pressure, and I feel like they feel that they should know what that is within two weeks, right? So, passion 
has an action to it, right? And I was visiting with my son on the same topic. So he's good at mowing yards and he can make more money mowing yards than he can with another job. So he says, I should just get some more mowing jobs. Financially, that's a good answer. But from a skill and pursuit of passion, I said to him, buddy, the only problem is, is you already know how to mow straight lines and listen to music pretty Mm -hmm. well. (laughs) What you don't know is like this idea of encouraging people and being with people and learning another job to finding out how that's going to guide your path to passion. Like, like if you go out and work in a store and have to work with people and care for people and serve people, it might reveal more of what's going to come. Mm-hmm. So what, what we have to do is we, we can't get comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Comfort and passion don't coexist. Yeah, but you know what? Fear and comfort do coexist, don't they? Mm-hmm. If you say to some kid who says, I don't know what my passion is, a lot of times what I hear is that I'm a little bit of afraid right now. I'm afraid of failure, and I'm afraid that passion doesn't exist for me. So since we're talking about children that are, are if you've done the Father's Wisdom tools, you've you've already planted seeds and everything, and now you might have one of those teenagers going, I want to help them get in the right path. Well, because we're third party, we know that we make an impact in the way that they think and see themselves differently than the parents who live with them every day. So when they go through the seven-step process, they come out of that workshop going, I have a lot of clarity about what I should take on for skill development, possible college courses, whatever it is, they come away learning from one another on their fears. And that's something you as a parent get to hear about back to the one-on-one sessions to help guide them as well. So it's, to me, it's just priceless. Mm -hmm. It's a chance for a kid to realize that passion is a process and definitely an achievable process. Don't give up. Your dream is there. Maybe you know it. Maybe it needs to be fleshed out. But it's really just part of this great, this great, exciting thing called life. This is all the time we have for this particular Father's Wisdom uh, podcast. I'm Jeff Gould. I'm Jim Riefenberger. May God bless you and your family. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.